everybody, and welcome to episode 75 of Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. I'm your host and fellow Metallica fan. My name is Brandon. On this episode, I'm joined by the master distiller for blackened American whiskey, Rob Dietrich. Rob joins Metallicast to talk all about his journey of becoming a Metallica fan, his journey of breaking into the alcohol industry, and ultimately becoming master distiller for blackened filling the shoes of the legendary Dave Pickerel. And of course, we talk about the brand new Black Int Black Album Whiskey Packs, which are available everywhere now. You can look in your local stores that carry Black Int. You can look online. Your best place for information is blackintwhiskey.com. You can check out the link in the episode description. Also, please stay tuned to the end of the episode where I'm going to make a big announcement for Metallicast. I got something fun coming up on Friday, June 25th for everybody in the Metallicast Monday show. So stay tuned for that. But right now, here is my conversation with Rob Dietrich of Blackened American Whiskey. My guest today is the master distiller for Metallica's blackened American whiskey. Please welcome to Metallica's Rob Dietrich. Rob, how are you, man? Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Brandon. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's a, it's a real treat to have you. I, I got to be honest with you up front. When Metallica announced blackened, I was like, I'm not a big whiskey guy. I, I'm more of a beer guy. But you know what? I'm going to get a bottle because it's Metallica. So I I tracked it at a local liquor, uh, liquor store, and uh, I bought a bottle, thinking to myself, like, I'll try it. It'll be something for other people to try when they come over, be a little bit of a talking piece. I'm not, I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast. I loved it. And I and since then, I've, I think I'm on, like, bottle... 10 or something I, I'm, I'm working my way through a consistent <laughs> a consistent well, for a while when COVID first started is perhaps a little bit too consistent but <laughs> yeah fair enough well, so, now, so now you're a whiskey guy apparently yeah yeah so I, I'm really looking forward to talking to you about the process and all that but let's start at the beginning uh of sort of your journey I'm curious were you a big music fan when you were growing up oh definitely I you know, with my uh, with my upbringing, my my folks uh, did not allow a television in the house. We didn't have a TV uh, growing up, but they had a huge vinyl collection. Uh, so I, I grew up handling my dad's records. That was that was our source of entertainment. Um, you, that, you know, as far as uh, as far as that went, and you know, between my mom and my dad, they had a very eclectic uh, kind of you know taste. My mom. Loved a lot of old country like Hank Williams and, you know, some of the older kind of bluegrass kind of stuff. And then my dad was, you know, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin. Oh, uh, nice. yeah. Right? And he was heading in that genre. But then he also liked, you know, anything from like Harry Chapin to Jim Croce to, right. to Hart, you know. Yeah. So, but he was all over the place with it. But, um, you know, so my dad 
would allow me to, to handle the records if I handled them in, in precisely the way that he showed me how to handle it. So <laughs> me and music was, was huge. And then I started collecting my own records uh, and adding to it. I now, I now have my parents' record collection oh, added awesome. to my collection now. So I've got, I've got probably like 2,500 vinyl records. Oh, Music for me is, has always been has always been a passion. Do you remember like who the first band was that you could sort of cling on to and call like your own outside of your parents' interests? Honestly, Metallica was was that band. Really? I you know, I I heard Master of Puppets for the first time, um, and you know, a buddy of mine had it on a boombox. He was like, "Man, you got to listen to these guys." And, <laughs> and I heard Master of Puppets. I was like, "Oh my god, what is this? This is yeah. incredible!" And and I think you know, going coming from. Uh, listening to Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and all my dad's music, which I really loved, this was the first time where I made the connection. Like, hey, this is this is my music. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. It, talk about full circle, right? Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> so that was Metallica, like your gateway to sort of all things heavy. Did you get more into metal and rock after that, or? Yeah, I was. I had a buddy of mine who was turning me on to stuff. Uh, you know, like Wasp. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, and rat and, and then, you know, docking and then you're getting, you're kind of going down to, you know, some, some of these rabbit holes. And of course, ACDC was just, you know, phenomenal. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that was kind of the introduction. Of course I had uh, guns and roses appetite for Destru- destruction. And I think I wore that tape out, you know, that, oh, that was, yeah. a, it was such a great album. I mean, every, it, you know, kind of like the black album with Metallica, every song on appetite for destruction was just phenomenal. Every yeah. Single song. Yeah. I was just talking about that with somebody not too long ago, comparing those two albums. Cause there's like, there's those songs that are so overplayed cause they're just so amazingly great. But, right. but, really. but then you, so like, they're not like your go-tos anymore, you know, but it's like how, at the same time, how do you put on those albums and not listen to paradise city and not listen to inter salmon? You know, it's like, you, you right. can't, it, it, you can't skip over them. <laughs> you're, not, you're not going to skip over them. You're right. like, Oh man, this is good. This is so yeah. good. And, and yeah. yeah, we've heard it, you know, 100,000 times and yeah. I'll listen to it 100,001 more times, you know? Uh, totally. Like, I, I know that there, I've heard Metallica fans be like, oh, of course they're going to close with Sandman. I'm like, yeah, bring it. Like, I, I enjoy it every single time they play it. So. Right. We're going to sing it at the top of our lungs with the right, band. Right, right. Don't act like you're not, off. right. Don't act like you're not singing Exit Light Internet every single time, you know, till you're a horse. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what was your uh, entry point into the alcohol industry and how did you, you know, what led to you becoming uh, ultimately like this, uh, a master distiller at Blackened? You know, I would say that it started with motorcycles. Okay. The, 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 the short answer, um, <laughs> obviously a mysterious one. Um, a buddy of mine and I had built this diesel motorcycle uh, out of an old Czechoslovakia motorcycle frame that we found and we were running it on vegetable oil. So we had, you oh, know, wow. so I was into like alternative fuel and, yeah. and, uh, and I met the, uh, the original head distiller for Stranahan's Colorado whiskey. Uh, and we just, we just hit it off over our mutual love of vintage motorcycles. And he was at the time working on a motorcycle to run off the, the heads, which is the waste product from the still. Right. And, uh, and so we we're like, I was, you know, I was like, well, we should be working on our motorcycles together. And, and, and then I, I realized I was, you know, I was blown away. It's like, wait, Denver has a, a distillery. I've never even heard of a distillery <laughs> in Colorado. You know, this was 2007. 
And, uh, and he said, yeah, come down to the store. That's where my bike is. Come, just come check the bike out originally. Yeah. But when I walked in and I saw, you know, that, that 800 gallon copper still, I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, what is that machine? I must make that. I want to know how to make that thing run. Right. So was, yeah. Um, that was kind of how I started, uh, and, uh, you know, I convinced, uh, the owner uh, who's also my mentor, Jess Graber, he's a legendary craft distiller as well. Uh, and he, uh, I, I kind of convinced him to, to put a, a third shift on at night and do a, <laughs> a 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. And I was like, you know, we're going to increase barrels. We're going to make. Yeah. Uh, so I started out, you know, bottling whiskey. And then uh, and then uh, I was kind of the original night ninja at the, <laughs> the distillery for like four years. I worked I worked the night shift for uh, for many years. So I oh, wow. um, got, got comfortable working alone. Nice. It's such a I feel like. I feel like if I think back over, it was probably a decade, maybe decade and a half ago where like the boom of like craft alcohol, craft beer and craft liquor, like really started. Yeah, it, it really did. I mean, the, you know, craft beer in Colorado was a big thing and yeah. And Stranahan's was, you know, the first whiskey in Colorado. It was the first whiskey made in Colorado since prohibition. And, and then when I, uh, you know, I, when I was there for almost, almost 13 years and uh, you know i had uh, and of course i knew i knew who dave i knew dave uh, dave pickerel was the mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the legendary craft distiller um that you know he had his hands in so many different projects and so many whiskeys and had helped so many companies and and uh and, and people start their distilleries and yeah. and uh, uh and for me it was a uh it was really cool when i first heard that that Dave was making a whiskey for Metallica. I was like, well, of course they, they picked the right guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and at the same time I was like, okay, well, do you need an assistant, uh, <laughs> you know, assistant head distiller or something? Um, you know, because he, it was just, uh, for me, it would have been full circle. You know, I spent, you know, almost a decade in the music industry working, you know, a stage hand, stage manager, oh, wow, rigging, yeah. uh, tour managing. And I had actually worked a Metallica show, uh, in 1996 when oh, they wow. were, when they, they headline for Lollapalooza. So for me, I was like, Oh, this is going to be a, a full circle. If, yeah. uh, if there's an opportunity to work with these guys. Uh, so it was, it, and, and here I am. It's, it's, it's been pretty, pretty amazing. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So talk about, you know, fan stage hand. What, what were you doing specifically for them? Was it like, uh, set up? Uh, and- uh, so, uh, so they'll, they'll have certain, uh, you know, stage hands will just push their, their cases on right, yeah. you have a show where there's, it's a festival and you got multiple bands coming on and off. You're, 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 you got one, one crew is like removing the, 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 the equipment from the, the band yeah. previous and you're pushing their equipment on. And I, you know, for me, I was like, Oh, this is awesome. I'm actually like, <laughs> like living the dream right now, getting yeah. to uh, kind of, you know, do, uh, do my job. Um, you know, so I was just pushing road cases on and bringing equipment out on, on stage. Awesome. So you hear Metallica is doing a whiskey. Dave is involved. It was, it, I thought back uh, uh, when I bought my first bottle of black and I remember bringing it to the register. The guy was like, is this any good? I'm like, I'm not sure. I've not tried it. I'm looking forward to trying it. He's like, oh, these things are flying off the shelf. I was like, oh, you have a lot of Metallica fans coming. He's like, and he's like, yeah, but also like Dave was such a, a lot of whiskey fans. Yeah. Dave was such a legend to like, so people who are, hardcore into whiskey are coming in and buying this because they know it was the last thing that you know he put his name on right you know and, and he was really proud of it and he should be i mean it's incredible whiskey um you know and he was he went on record as saying this is this is going to be my legacy whiskey 
Yeah. Um, you know, he, he wanted to uh, kind of pull out all the stops on, on, on the whiskey and, and Metallica really approached it right. You know, they didn't want to just go to a, a large distillery and have them make a Metallica brand and slap a Metallica sticker on it. Uh, they, they really wanted a whiskey that was going to stand on its own in the whiskey community. They wanted the, the authenticity of, 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 the, of the, you know, the creator of that whiskey, which was Dave, you know, and now, and, and now very fortunately myself. Yeah. That's something I was going to ask you about because that's something that really stood out to me because in, in there, you know, there's so many bands out there. I'm not knocking any of them, but there's so many bands out there that have a beer, have a coffee, have something. And, you know, sure. Sometimes it's maybe, maybe they have a big say, but a lot of times it's, you know, so-and-so is making the beer. Let's throw the band logo on there and is what it is. And Metallica could have easily have done that, Absolutely, but, yeah. but I feel like they kind of went the opposite route. And I feel like when you look at uh, the marketing for black and I mean, even when you see the bottle, like there's not a Metallica logo really visible on it. And I, and I assuming that's very intentional. Absolutely. And it, and it was intentional. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of little nuggets in there to to, to discover. Obviously, if you're a Metallica fan, you're going to recognize the, the, the word blackened as as right. one of the most iconic you know songs. Um, the, the the sound wave behind the word blackened is an actual sound wave of James Hetfield singing the word blackened. Oh, wow. Awesome. So that's taken right from the screen. And, and, and you know, they copied it um, on the top uh, on the top of the bottle. Um, again, you know, another little nod here. Um, so you have a, you know, it looks to be an M so kind of a subtle M there, but not necessarily a metallic oh, yeah, M, but, yeah. but an M, yeah. uh, but, uh, the Roman numerals IVI. So IV is four standing for the four members of the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, v is five for the fifth member of the band, which is the fans ourselves. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then VI is six and that's the sixth member of the band and that's the master distiller. Oh, wow. So just some little subtle, um, you know, you know, some subtle Easter eggs in there. Yeah. Um, but without, you know, over, um, over labeling at Metallica, they really, you know, again, they wanted to find another way to connect with their fans. And, and, uh, and, and that was through, you know, through whiskey. I mean, whiskey has always been rock and roll and that's <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and so this is, um, one of, another way that they could connect to the fans and, and for their fans to enjoy, um, the, the connection to the music and, uh, and enjoy a little imbibement at the same time. Yeah. I mean, you immediately think of like Lemmy, Alcoholica, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah, Keith Richards, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's, it's funny. I, uh, so, you know, I'm learning to, to taste whiskey. Uh, there's some, there's some great tools that are out there for, for people, you know, they're, they're, you know, if you're tasting beer or wine, there's, there are flavor wheels designed specifically for mm-hmm. identifying, um, kind of the, the titles and the subcategories of, of the flavor profile that you're, you're tasting. And they have plenty, they have many of them for, for whiskey. And I created one based on my, my time in, uh, in the, my rock and roll days, uh, you know, working in the music business, I created a flavor wheel based on tastes and, and sounds and, or tastes and smells yeah. uh, from, from that industry. And one of, uh, one of the, uh, the flavor profiles I added to it was Lemmy's boot heel. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, you know, so it's just, uh, you know, kind of a fun nod. I'm, I'm a huge motorhead fan, obviously. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's just kind of a fun way to describe what you're tasting. Yeah. That's funny. 
I yeah, I, it's really stood out to me because my day job's in New York City, so I was walking to work, and this cab's driving by, and on top of the yellow New York City cab is a blackened ad. Yeah. So I'm like, that's really cool, and I'm looking at the ad because it, it's the car stopped at the red light, and I'm just like looking. I'm like, it says Metallica nowhere on there. Like, if from that ad, you would just be like, oh, that's a cool looking whiskey, you know? Right. It's, but uh. Walk us through, you know, the, I, I'm very curious about the, you were going into a little bit about, you know, like the taste of the whiskey and stuff. Walk us through the process here. I know Metallica obviously has a unique stamp on their process with the black noise sonic enhancement, which, yes. which is like, uh, as a, as a Metallica nerd like myself, it's just like tons of fun. I think, you know, um, you get your bottle, you look up the playlist and all that stuff. So walk us through the process of making it. Absolutely. You know, and this is where um, I think, you know, Dave, you know, like any any artist, you know, you're 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 kind of apl- applying all the, the skills of your trade to uh, to create something fantastic. And, and you know, with all the relationships that that Dave uh, had in the uh, in the industry, he was able to really hand select all these great whiskeys that that stand, you know, independently on their own. And yeah. All these all these whiskeys were aged in, in white American oak for an average of eight years, uh, and he was able to select these whiskeys and create a blend uh, to create a phenomenal whiskey from all these really incredible mm. whiskeys. So you know we've got uh, we've got uh, Kentucky bourbon in there, uh, Tennessee bourbon, Indiana bourbon, uh, Indiana rye, Canadian rye. Dave was a, a huge fan of of uh, rye, I, I, yeah. and I am as well. I love I love rye, love bourbon, I love whiskey. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's, there's so many different ways, but, uh, but being able to take all those great whiskeys that were aged for, you know, for about, you know, approximately eight years aged in white American Oak, uh, the barrel has a, a number three char. So that the char, when you char the inside of a barrel, what that does is it brings all the natural sugars, the, the vanillins and the, uh, the tannins of the wood will rise up and form a, a caramelized band of, of flavor in uh in on on that surface of the wood so in normal times the 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 barrel is uh during the heat of the day the pores of the wood are open the whiskey's moving into the wood uh and at night when it's cold it pushes the whiskey back out into the barrel it's almost like almost like it's breathing that's how you're picking up all the flavor you're picking up the color um so when we're doing our cask finishing so after we blended those great whiskeys together now we're we put it in uh black brandy barrels uh, that's a, a term that uh, that Dave coined for uh, Spanish brandy. Uh, so mm. those those Spanish brandy barrels are now going to impart uh, a really um, kind of a almost a rich kind of fruitier flavor to it. So you've got you've got the the spiciness of the rye, you've got the sweetness of the corn and the bourbon, and then you've got this kind of uh, backbone of it, which is the the black brandy. So while it's in the black brandy casks, this is where we are applying the black noise sonic enhancement process. And you know, I'm a whiskey nerd first and foremost. I, you know, one of the, one of the first things that I um, really dug deep and researched was was the sonic enhancement. You know, I know you know how to make whiskey from grain to bottle, and and you know what different yeast and different water uh, yeah. will will change flavor profiles. But this whole sonic enhancement thing was I thought it was a brilliant idea. I mean, you know, we've all been at a concert where we've walked in front of a speaker and we felt that that movement in your chest where you're you're just you're feeling that vibration. Yeah. Um, that's you know, that's what we're doing is we're creating that vibration through sound. And obviously we're playing Metallica music uh, <laughs> to the barrels, right. uh, but there's, there's some science behind it. You know, we, we got, um, we got Meyer sound, 
uh, who is the uh, that's the sound company that creates uh, the proprietary equipment for Metallica's wall of sound for their tours, uh, also for their studio. Um, we got them involved because, you know, every step of the way we had experts. We got Metallica, you know, they're they're obviously masters of their craft, masters sure. of making music. They've got Dave Pickerel, who's a master of, of making whiskey. Uh, and then they we went to Meyer Sound, Meyer Sound, who are masters of making sound equipment. And we, we told them the idea that, you know, we wanted to use vibration to move the whiskey in and out of the wood. So we, we started out, we had a control barrel where we, uh, we were cask finishing the whiskey and we had that in a separate room. Uh, we did not apply the black noise process to it. And then we had a, uh, a barrel that we, we did apply the black noise process to it. And we had them in separate rooms. And when they got to the finishing, the end of their finishing process, we pulled samples from those barrels and sent them off to, uh, to a lab where they were able to test them. And all the levels, there's nine different markers of, of flavor profile that you're looking for from the barrel. And all the levels in the Sonic Enhanced Barrel were extremely heightened oh, as wow. opposed to the barrel that was not. So we had oh, wow. science to back up the, the, you know, how this works. And yeah. for the, the fun part, this is where the band gets to put their, their fingerprints on the process. Their, you know, each band member takes turns selecting a playlist uh, to play uh, you know, for each individual batch. So they're right. playing... Uh, playing the music to uh, to that batch, you can actually go to blackandwhiskey.com and and look up the batch number that you have. You know, if you have batch one fourteen, um, you can look up the playlist, and and there will be a Spotify icon there where you can you can take a photo of it with your phone, and that will populate that playlist on your Spotify, and you can actually listen to the playlist that was used to sonically enhance the batch you're you're tasting. That's awesome! So much yeah, fun. It's and it's just so interactive. It's such an incredible experience and so much fun uh, to be able to do that. Um, I was able to pick uh, a couple of playlists. Uh, I got to pick one for Batch 100, and we we released a, a vinyl, uh, a two a two disc vinyl record uh, box set. Yeah, uh, which was just I mean such a treat for me to be able to do and and uh, and, it, and we had such a great team, um, you know, at, with at Blackens where we. You know, everybody had their fingers in making this really iconic box, and the, you know, and the, and the set, and the, and the uh, you know, and uh, so I I selected these songs, uh, and Lars did the arrangement on it, and I and I, I was told to pick twelve songs. He was going to narrow it down to six and arrange it, mm-hmm. but he liked he liked all twelve songs so much. He said, "Okay, we're we're going to release a two record." Uh, <laughs> it was originally supposed to be one record, so uh, awesome. which was really cool. That was yeah. uh, I I I thought that was very you know humbling and flattering and 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 for me it just i mean a, a total blast but the band you know this is how the band uh you know puts their fingerprint on on the process right that's really cool i was actually going to ask you about the the songs that you selected what was what was your thought process behind choosing those songs was it just like these are 12 favorite songs these are 12 songs that i'm digging right now as i'm creating this playlist like what was the thought process behind it, or was it, or, or was it not that much thought? These are just twelve badass songs. Here you go. Uh, I mean, I took, I definitely took my time with it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I just dove deep on on the whole. You know, I wanted, I wanted some live tracks in there because the one thing it, it occurred to me, you know, if we're using Metallica music to, you know, subtly change each each batch um, through sonic enhancement, what about uh, adding some of these live shows? Where the the fans are going nuts in the, right. in the audience, yeah. and now you've got the, the the fans themselves and Metallica music are helping to change the the, the elements of the whiskey, you know. And, and totally. So if you happen to you know happen to be 
at one of those shows, you know, that was your, your, you're now a part of making this whiskey, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I really spent some time, um, digging through, finding some live shows. I picked up, you know, some, uh, some live uh, in Seattle, 1989, nice. uh, live in Mexico city. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then I, you know, I, I, I kind of peppered some of those in there, some, some live versions, uh, battery I did. That was a live, a live select as well. Uh, and then I just picked songs that, that meant something to me. Uh, you know, when I was in the, when I was in the army, we did, we did a, a few deployments, um, overseas. And, uh, and, and at the time we were listening to, uh, the black album and justice for all. Yeah. And, and so, and those were, you know, these were our anthems, you know, these were right. um, the music that, you know, like you think about guys in Vietnam that they have their anthems that, that we're all pretty familiar with, like, sure. with, with like the Rolling Stones and, uh-huh. uh, and, and Jimi Hendrix and that sort of thing. The doors, uh, for us, it was, you know, it was, um, it was Metallica. It was, uh, uh, Allison Chains, uh, you know, Soundgarden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those, those were that's what we were listening to awesome, yeah. uh, while we were, you know, while we were uh, deployed. Love it. So yeah. when you do these new the different batches of blackened, uh, I imagine that there's a certain level of consistency you have to try to maintain. But yes. obviously, there's going to be subtle differences in the process each time. Correct. Uh, so it, you know, my job as as the master distiller and blender is to yeah. maintain the quality and consistency sure. of, of every batch. So that uh, that that to me is always taking uh, the the you know the whiskey we re- released you know prior to it. So for example, um, if I'm about to if I'm creating batch one thirteen, I'm going to take a sample of batch one twelve. That's what I call my control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be tasting that against the blend of one thirteen to ensure that they're they're very similar in flavor profile. Right. Um, and, and then we let the music, uh, make the, make the subtle changes. Yeah. Love it. So of course the most recent addition to blackened is, uh, the black album whiskey pack. Um, tell us more about that. We're coming up on 30 years of the black album, which is insane to think about, but it's been 30 years. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, we really wanted to to have an, an epic release uh, with the, of the whiskey, uh, and that was, I mean, there's there's really no more iconic record than the Black Album. It, it, it's actually the largest uh, selling. It was the it was the largest selling record in North America for the past thirty years of any genre. Yeah, and that I, I was, when I found that out, I didn't know that before, and when I found it out, I was blown away. I mean, it was pretty pretty cool to even think about that but you know we use the entire the entire playlist um from the black album to sonically enhance uh, and it is batch 114 and uh we use the the iconography from the black album on on the actual box um you know we've got you know and this is where we actually did put metallica on on the box it's not on the on the bottle itself yeah yeah yeah. um uh but you know you've got that and then you know just we've got the icon iconography on there uh, which is yeah just pretty awesome um again you know we've got a great team they really did a great job uh inside the box you're going to find uh a couple of treats um we've got a uh, the, the snake bites uh this is a snake bite uh me- menu for cocktails basically so we've got several uh leading mixologists um in the industry who created some some cocktails that we were we were able to showcase in here uh, we've got the snake bites. 
Um, we've got the Fork Tongue, Garden of Eden, and Snakebite Jello Shots. Because um, <laughs> it is, man. It's we're, the whole country is on fire right now. We're all right. We're all, yeah, you know, we're in a heat wave. So, uh, so any way you can drink your whiskey and cool down, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, but you know, obviously we were we were kind of uh, you know giving a nod to uh, to James's Snakebite guitar, right? Um, by you know calling the Snakebite uh, uh, recipe for the cocktail. And then the other cool thing in there is a challenge coin. So we've got a, uh, let's see if we can, there you go. Kind of see once, oh, it's upside down. Uh, so one side there, and then we've got, we've got blackened on the other side. Um, awesome. So, you know, this is where we really are embracing the origin of the ownership of the whiskey uh, and, and kind of teaming the, the two together sure. uh, and, and really celebrating one of the, one of the best albums on the planet. Yeah. So how involved is, are the band members on, on that level, like when it comes to putting together, um, you know, like outside the playlist, when it comes to putting together, like you guys did something for s and too, and now you do something for the Black Album. How involved are they on that level, putting together those special packages and stuff? Well, you know, we, again, we've got such a great team at Blackens that, you yeah. know, we, we really put together everything uh, to, to really, you know, to show them, hey, this is what we're working on. Uh, we, you know, we want it to, to live up to, their expectations and uh, and they're you know they always um, are are involved with the, with their opinions and as far as design and that sort of thing because um, it's important for them you know it's it's mm-hmm. uh, it's representing the band sure. uh, as as much as it's representing uh, the whiskey so uh, you know so they're they're involved with that very much. That's fantastic. Yeah. Few quick questions for you, but these might be the hardest questions I've asked you so far. <laughs> okay. Favorite Metallica album. Oh yes. See, I, I, I feel like it's based, it's based on mood. Right. Yeah. yeah I really, I, I, I think it's, it's gotta be on in mood. If I'm feeling nostalgic, yeah. I'm going to go back to kill them all. I'm going to go back to uh, master of puppets uh, more so master of puppets. Cause that one, uh, you know, master of puppets was like a, a very nostalgic record for me. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm driving fast down the highway in my car, I'm going to put on whiplash. <laughs> You sure, know, right? yeah. so yeah, uh, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to be pounding the dash as hard as I can yeah. uh, while I'm going down the highway, and and uh, <laughs> uh, and if I, you know, I'm attempting to break my speakers, that's right, that's one yeah, of those, yeah. Um, Kill yeah, too dangerous. For me like that. Kill Ma- that? I'm sorry, I was just gonna say, Kill Mall's too dangerous if I'm behind the wheel because I just noticed my speed just goes up, 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 up. I'm like, oh, shit, was that a cop? <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. I mean, because that's where they. We're really embracing uh, thrash. You know, there was metal. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, but they're like, okay, we're we're taking metal and we're adding a, just an edge to it. And absolutely. Uh, and um, so yeah, Kill 'Em All would be. Uh, it's hard to choose a favorite. You know, I, um, I, I, I definitely. Again, it's it's going to be back mood. I have I have every one of the vinyl records, and when I'm in the yeah. mood, you know, I'll, I'll just walk over there and and, and figure it out. I know. I always say. I, if I have to choose one as my favorite, probably Master Puppets from start to finish. But ask me after that, and it's going to just change day to day. Like number two, some days Black Album, other days Ride the Lightning. Uh, sometimes Load is like top five. Sometimes it's Bob. Uh, it, it just depends on what day you ask me. You know? Yeah, exactly. No, and that's exactly right. It's uh, it's what you're feeling that day. If you're yeah. if you're feeling like you want to start a, a mosh pit in your living room. Uh, you you know you're gonna you're gonna choose wisely, <laughs> right? Um, and if you're feeling you know you want to listen to some ballads, you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pick uh, you know probably the Black Album uh, yeah. or 
court of justice, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So maybe I'll get a similar answer for this one, but do you have a favorite Metallica song? It, it is a similar answer. It's, yeah. It, you know, and I lean in with the same thing. It, and, it, and it is mood based. You know, yeah. I've, I've had, uh, I've had nights where I'm like, you know, I've had my best friend here. He, he lives down in New Mexico. He's the guy I built the motorcycle with. Um, and he'll come up and I have this cello where we, we tuned it to the guitar and, and he, he was literally like played the cello to Metallica music. Um, and we I've like literally created like a little mini mosh pit in there. Uh, as a matter of fact, last time he was here, he busted some, busted all the strings on the, on the cellos. Yeah. So it, we really abused the hell out of that cello, but, um, <laughs> but, but you know, we, we like, uh, and so if you're, you know, if you're in a mosh moon, you're going to pick a, you're going to, you're going to sure, pick a yeah, song yeah, yeah. where you're going to, you're going to thrash around and break some stuff. And then, and then if you, uh, you're going to get the angst out and then, yeah. you know, if you're, you're feeling like, uh, just a little more nostalgic again, yeah. you're going to go back to the ballads. Yeah. yeah. It's, it really is too hard it's kind of a loaded question i know but I'm like i gotta ask sometimes people have a specific answer and sometimes i get that answer i'm, I'm similar to you again i'm like oh, i don't know i'll give you my top 10 metallica songs today and it'll be 10 different ones tomorrow <laughs> right yeah it definitely it definitely is and, it, and it's um again it's about what i want to think about if i'm you know like uh justice uh, always reminds me of uh of somalia same with uh with the black album when i was deployed there yeah. um you know then i you know uh uh, kill them all and, and uh, master of puppets it always reminds me to ride the lightning that reminds me of high school right you know, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, um, it's it's gonna take me to a different place and i'm gonna i'm gonna be thinking you know uh you know just it, it's wherever it's gonna take you absolutely so what is what can we look forward to as metallica fans coming up from uh Sweet Amber Distillery, Blackened American Whiskey. Is there anything you can share this in store? I know I, I, I was also curious to tie in with that. I know that um, it was announced a while ago. It might already be fully operational. I'm not sure. The Dave Pickerel uh, Distillery that was set to open in San Francisco. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we had talked about that, obviously, you know, with COVID that, that really changes a lot of, sure, of course. a lot of directions and, yeah. and you know, being, uh, being careful about, you know, what next moves are going to be, Absolutely. um, you know, we certainly are, uh, that, that certainly is our goal is to, is yeah. to get the story built, um, at some point, um, where that's going to be, um, is still, still a question. And, and, uh, I know when it happens, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. I mean, that's. Yeah. You know, just like everything Metallica does, they throw a thousand percent at it. So, Absolutely. you know, there's no way we're 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 not going to uh, be able to uh, make this one of the most incredible distilleries on on you know on the planet, and and a and a really you know interactive experience. You know, I know that uh, at some point, you know, people are they're going to really want to see how we're doing the sonic enhancement, mm-hmm. how we're doing the whiskey. Um, there's 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 nothing like walking into a distillery and smelling, uh, you know, the 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 whiskey being made. Yeah. There's you know, so uh, that is uh, that is one of our goals, certainly for the yeah. future. Well, I, whenever it gets off the ground, I know it'll be a, a destination. People like me will be making a pilgrimage there. <laughs> yes, absolutely, which I love. I think that I think that's fantastic. I uh, I know I know I for one uh, look forward to it. Rob, this was great. How can everybody order the Black End Black Album Whiskey Pack? What's the best way to get it? Uh, the easiest way to find out where to get it, you can go to blackandwhiskey.com, uh, black and we have a store finder on there, so you can put in your zip code, and that will populate a list of, of stores near you. Um, 
and you know this is a limited edition so you can you can look online um you can look on on our website and that will direct you to uh the e-commerce that you might be able to purchase of that as well as uh, a, a liquor store near you that may carry it and outside of black is there any place people can find you specifically on social media or anything uh yeah i'm whiskey rob on on instagram uh i don't i don't do much facebook um yeah uh, my sister, uh, my sister takes care of that for me. She posts <laughs> and tags me, so I guess I'm on there. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, Whiskey Rob on on uh, Instagram, and then we're Black and American Whiskey on Instagram as well. Excellent, Rob. Thank you so much. This was awesome, Brendan. It's a pleasure. It's always always fun uh, going down the uh, the Metallica rabbit hole. Well, you're welcome back anytime to talk whiskey or just to have a general talk about Metallica. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll chat it up again soon. I hope. Excellent. I'd love to come back anytime. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks, Rob. All right. Cheers. Thank you. huge thank you to Rob Diedrich, the master distiller at Blackened American Whiskey. This was a great conversation. I had a blast talking to him and I myself am looking forward to picking up a Blackened Black Album Whiskey Pack. I'm hoping to find one still. If you are still searching for one, check your local stores that carry Blackened and of course look online. Blackendwhiskey.com is a great source of information to find where it can be carried at your local stores and of course to place an order directly from Blackened. Check out the links in the description for the website as well as for social media. Give Rob a follow on social media at Whiskey Rob on Instagram. His other accounts are also in the episode description. If you do not yet follow Metallicast on social Please give me a follow as well at Metallicast Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're new to the podcast, please subscribe, download, leave a positive five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All that goes a long way in helping this podcast continue to grow on my quest for world domination. And I said at the start I had a big announcement. Well, for those of you who've been around, I did a Netflix watch party about a year ago for the Motley Crue movie, The Dirt. We had a bunch of members of the Metallic Ass Monday Show tune in. We did a drinking game. It was just stupid fun. Well, I'm going to do another Netflix watch party on Friday, June 25th at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Metallica Through the Never. And that will be followed by a live after party on Facebook and YouTube where I'll be joined by my frequent collaborator, my friend, music journalist extraordinaire, Richard S. He. The two of us are going to give our quick thoughts on the Through the Never movie and interact with all of you who tune in. We'll talk about the movie in the chat and just shoot the shit about Metallica and have a few drinks along the way. It'll be a fun little happy hour, so to speak, late night happy hour. I'm really looking forward to it. Richard, I know, has not yet seen the movie, believe it or not. And I myself have only seen it once before. I saw it in theaters when it first came out. And I actually 
have not seen it since, believe it or not. So this will be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I'm looking forward to hearing Rich's thoughts after seeing it for the first time. Please also support Bison, Hector Castro, my buddy, the one-man band behind Bison out of the UK. Check out the links in the the description and support him any way you can. Support the music of Bison any way you can. They provided all the music in this episode as they do now for each and every Metallicast episode, including our epic Creeping Death intro, which I love so much. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen. Metal grass, yeah! Fans not experts.